0: Let's start the parashah I hope you have homashim in front of you. Adonai el Moshe Hashem spoke to Moshe and he said the following: Pinehas ben Elazar, Pinehas, the son of Elazar, ben Aaron kohen the son who is Elazar, the son of Aaron, eshibet Hamati he calmed my anger on the jewish people now let's make something very clear hashem doesn't get angry okay that's a not one of the midot that hashem has he doesn't get angry he doesn't get mad like me and you we get mad somebody does something we get offended we get hurt hashem doesn't get mad that's not what that's not what it means. Hashem does not get angry. Anger 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 is when someone is personally hurt. All anger, the definition of anger, is someone who is personally upset, offended. They're all different types of words for anger. They all mean the same thing. Anger means a per a person could say. Um, I'm disappointed. Means he's angry. Guy tells you. I'm offended. Means he's angry. Person says. hurt. Uh, the definition of anger, is a person. Who is who is ego is hurt. That is what brings anger. So every time there's anger, there's someone hurt. It's never what the person did. You're never angry at what the person did. You're angry at your reaction of getting hurt. Getting could be they did something and it hurt you. But it's not what they did that's hurting you. You know how people say sometimes it's the principle. It's the principle, not the, not, not true. There's no such thing. A guy says, no, oh, it's the principle involved. It's not the principle involved. It's that you're upset. You got offended. Uh, it's the guy overcharges you for $5 and you get angry. It's not the $5. And it's not because he overcharged you. It's because he, 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 He offended you. He, he, He took you for a fool. Anger is a reaction of a person's hurt. Hashem doesn't get hurt. That is ridiculous. Hashem does not get personally offended. So whenever we mention anger from the Creator, it has a whole different meaning it's very close and even then it's hard for us to accomplish but it's very close to a person who is very upset for his children when you see some when you see your son when you see your daughter do something that you know is damaging to them and to their future so it upsets you not for you again sometimes your kids could do something and you're personally upset if they don't do the right thing you get personally upset because you told them so many times how could they not listen to you if that's the kind of anger you have with your children you have a very little chance of actually helping them because never does a person pay attention to anger in a real way when it's coming from you that's just the way it works people don't care that you're upset because you're upset that doesn't mean they need to change their life so whenever you get angry at your son no matter how little they may get scared of you they may stop doing what they're doing but they're not really following what you say anything that's said with anger to anyone no matter what the age no matter the relationship if you're upset And you're saying it out of hurt, you can guarantee the person does not want to listen to you. The anger that will help is a pure anger. A pure anger means that you care about the person and you're upset for them. It's hurting you that they are doing something that's destroying their life. If that's the kind of feeling you have, and it's very hard to have that, it's very hard to differentiate between hurt and hurting for you. There is, we say it all the time. I'm doing this for you. I'm hurting for you. But just because you say it doesn't guarantee that it's true. It's very hard to differentiate between hurt of yourself and hurt of somebody else. And you'll say something like, what's in it for me? Of course it's for you. Don't be so confident. There is something in it for you. A, he's your son. Maybe you're embarrassed by the way that he's acting. Maybe you told him a hundred times and he's not listening. So it's upsetting for you that he's not. Don't easily think that when you say it's for you, that it's really pure. But the rule is that if you give somebody advice and you're personally angry you're not going to be heard if you do it for them purely you stand a much better chance of landing your words Hashem's anger is always of the second type his anger isn't oh you did something I'm mad at you I'm upset with you I'm hurt from you no no that's not what it means that's childish Hashem's anger is about us. After all, we are His children. We are more His children than your son is your child. Your son being your child is very little bit has to do with you. But Hashem made us. He loves us. When He sees us doing something inappropriate, something damaging to us, it bothers Him. Not for Him. It bought them for us. That's called the anger of Hashem. So in the Jewish nation at that time, there was a certain behavior that was inexcusable, a behavior that's detrimental to Judaism, which is by itself, by the way, an amazing thing. I once told you, and you all know the rule, that there are three sins in the Torah, that a person must give up their life. Usually, whenever a Torah commandment comes up against life, life wins. So let's say a person needs to be mehalil Shabbat to save his life or somebody else's life. You mehalel Shabbat. Life goes before Shabbat. Life goes before kashrut life goes before hamet and Pesach if a person needs to have hametz and Pesach otherwise they're going to be physically in danger so then you feed them hamet everything in the Torah is preceded by life and by the way so important is life we don't have that value of life like we should but so important is life that even a minute of life you could be Shabat Shabbat. Even a minute. Which means a guy tells you, listen, if you mehalel Shabbat, you keep the guy going for another hour. Or another minute. You can make him live another minute. Would you be mehalel Shabbat for a person to live one extra minute? He's not going to make it more than a minute. Answer is yes. Even for a minute of life, you could push off every commandment in the Torah. Everyone. No matter how terrible the act is for saving a life, and by the way, not a life of like the Gadol Hador, not the life of the biggest Sadiq, the biggest Rasha in Am Israel, the biggest Rasha in Am Israel, save his lot. even for a minute, except for three, only three situations as a Jew you would say okay there's nothing to do you got to take you got to take the bullet one is obvious one is murder right if they tell you or you kill him or you get killed Torah says then you get killed which is an obvious what why should you kill him well, that's no excuse to kill somebody cuz you're going to get killed so, you get killed. The second one's also obvious. Serving idols, bowing to an idol. It's obvious. What's the purpose of life if you're going to live life for no purpose? Bowing to idols is considered an act of avodazara, which a person would have to lose their life before they would do it. And by the way, it's been done throughout our history. That's number two. Number three is a shocking one. Number three is a real shocker. Number three is gilui arayot. Which means relationships that are not appropriate. Let's leave it at that. Different types of relationships and different things that they do in relationships that are not appropriate. It's called arayot going with women that they're us supposed to go with, different behaviors women they're not supposed to behave with, that whole subject of arayot is, according to the Torah, something that a Jew must kill himself before they get in such a reality. It's, un- it's-, it's unbelievable that this is one of those three. The first two, you would say, okay, I got it. This one would seem to be just another sin. Okay? It's a abirah, we know. But it seems to be, not that way. That it seems to be that to live life as a Jew, you can't live life as a Jew with that being part of your life. And by the way, even Bil'am knew this. When Bil'am failed to curse the Jewish people, he failed. Every time he got up to curse, he blessed them. He can't do it. He told Balak, listen, I can't do it, but if you want, I advise you. If you want to bring these people down, find them the right situation of Arayot and you will see you'll kill them. You'll knock them out. Amazing. He didn't say little Shabbat. He didn't say Kashrut. He spoke about Arayot. Because the life of Arayot is the anti-Jew. It's anti-Jewish. It's not just a sin. Anti the, when you say to someone, I'd rather you get killed before you do that. It means, basically, it's against the very essence of who you are. Good. So that's what happened in the Jewish people. They were involved in not such good things. And there was a certain anger of the Creator based on what they were doing. And a lot of bad things were happening as a result. What happened? Pinehas, the son of Elazar. The son of Aaron, a Cohen, Hashem says to Moshe Rabenu, "This man, he calmed my anger. What does that mean? It means he did something which gave hope to the future of these people, because Hashem's anger is only about worrying about us and our future. So when He says He calmed my anger, means." He made the situation better. He gave hope to Am Yisrael for their future, that they're going to be on a better road and a better place. Just like it will be with your son. When you say, you know what? I'm not any more upset with you. It's because I see that you're headed in the right way. I see you're doing good for yourself. I'm calm now. Yesterday I was so worried about you. But today I see what you're doing, I'm calm. I'm calm means I see you in a good place. Hashem says, you know who did that? Pina And as a result, He says, tell him, I'm going to give him a special covenant of shalom, of peace, and, and on, and on. The question is, the question is, you know, we know what Pina did. Bin Haz did an act that was very courageous. He went ahead and he killed a very important man doing a very, very bad thing. This act seemingly is an act of murder. It's an act that was destructive. You killed somebody. But yet, the reward is shalom. Hashem I'm going to give him peace in his life. He did an act that was not really peace. He did an act of destruction. He destroyed a life. And he got in reward as Shalom. I'd like to share with you something that I think every Jew needs to hear. It's a Pasuk that talks about Hashem Himself. As you know, we are considered an image of God. And therefore, anything we ever hear describing God is basically supposed to be describing us if we would be listening well. We say the following Pasuk in Tehillim. I'm sure many of you know the Pasuk. Adonai Azuz ve Adonai Gibor Milhama, Adonai A'ezuz ve'gibor, Adonai gibor Milhama. Three different attributes of the Creator of the world. If you don't have these attributes, for sure, there's something incomplete in your life. What are these three attributes? They all sound the same thing. They all sound stre- all mean strength. But there's different kinds of strength, there's azuz, there's gibor. The word azuz comes from the word oz, you know oz Oz le means strength. So azuz means strength, gibor means strength, gibor is also strength. So what are these three attributes, three different attributes? For three different scenarios, three different situations, you have to ask yourself, do I have these? Because if you don't have these, then you're incomplete and something in your life is not being put together properly because you're missing this midah. You should know in life, we measure people through actions. But really, actions don't begin with the act. It's what's behind the act that makes the action. Very often we try to change people's actions, but we have to know it's not the act that needs to be changed, it's the mindset behind it that's causing the action. If we don't go to the root cause of a problem, we never solve a problem. You'll say, oh, that person does this, so let's tell him not to do that. It's a waste of time usually because there's a underlying reason why he's doing that. If you don't get to the underlying reason, all you did was a cosmetic change that's within a very short time, it doesn't do anything. That's why Shalom Bayit, for example, is one of those areas that most people, when they solve the problem between a husband and wife that's not getting along, they usually give them cosmetic changes. They tell, oh, you're not talking right. You're not responding right. And they give them basically certain actions to do or not to do. But you should know that's not really where the issue is. You have to change the shoresh, the root cause of why the person is doing that. If you don't change the root cause, then you're going to end up being in the same place in a different way. That's the way it works. That's why chokhmah, is the ability to go to the root cause of a problem. When you see a child or many children today in our own community doing things that are very inappropriate, very dangerous drinking, drugs and so on and you say let's not do drugs guys, come on, it's not good for you. Doesn't do anything, that's not what's going on here. There's something else at the core That's causing them to do things that are damaging to them. If you just say don't do something, it's not going to help. You need to figure out what is the emptiness that's giving them the thirst to do dangerous things. They know it's dangerous. They know it's not good for them. But yet, there's something inside of them that's bringing them to do something wrong. That's the way the world works. Low self-esteem is definitely one of them. 100%. When you're not comfortable with yourself, you need to find yourself in other places. Now, in this pasuk, there is some very beautiful roots that we need to acquire that will make life a whole different experience. Even though all the words sound the same, but each one is unique. There's three types of geburah in life. There's three types of strength in life and they have nothing to do with muscles. The external strength of a person is very deceiving. A person could look like they're very powerful either physically or politically but in reality they're very weak people. A person could lead a country but can't lead himself. He could lead everybody else. The only one who's not leading is his own life is own family. So we need strength in life but we have to identify the different types of strength there is in life. One is called Oz and one is called Geburah. What's the difference between Geburah and Oz? <laughs> The word oz is from the word azut. You know what azut is? Azut panim. Az panim legehinam. Hazal tell us, a guy who has az panim, your face is az, you're on your way to gehinam. Not, not in the next world only. This world too. What's az panim? Az panim is oh, stubborn. Aspanim is stubborn. Plus, his stubbornness you see on his face. Aspanim mean he'll do something right in front of your face that you don't like, and doesn't even show on his face that he is had any remorse or any bad feelings. It's called the aspanim guy. Can tell you straight to your face something that's horrible without even flinching. That's called aspanim le gehinam, which means it's a ticket, it's a ticket, not a round trip. One way to gainam. Sounds a terrible thing to be stubborn. But then Hazal tell us it says, Heve Kanamir. It says you should be stubborn like a leopard. A leopard is not very strong, but he's stubborn. He doesn't give up. So is being stubborn a good thing or a bad thing? Like everything else in life, it depends where you use it. You need the midah of stubbornness in life for a very important part of life, which is called independence. In life, to become independent, you need to be stubborn. Let me explain to you first what it means to be independent. It says by Yaakov Avinu, you all know the famous wrestling match that he had with the angel of Aisav. He had a wrestling match with him. Which means, in spiritual terms, let me explain to you what that means, they weren't fighting in a ring in front of people watching for money. That's not what was happening. What was happening is that Yaakov, you know, the, the, the Yetzer Hara has one job and that is to destroy the person. It got to a point where Yaakov was so big, he got so great that the Mal'ah had to come literally to wrestle with him to destroy him. What did Yaakov Avinu do that made him so big at that moment? The Pasuk says... Yaakov remained by himself. Simply it means that there was nobody around. But the Torah doesn't have to tell us such information. What's the difference if there are people around or not? Hazal tells us, oh, oh no, it's not what it means. Says the Midrash, there's only one in the world that's ever called levado you know what it is god hashem levado in there's only one creation in the world who you could say about him levado levado means by himself says the midrash the only one we find in the torah that reached the same, that description of levado, yes, it says, is Yaakov Avinu. He became levado. That's what it means by Yivater Yaakov. Levado wasn't a physical, wasn't describing a physical situation. It was describing a spiritual reality that Yaakov became levado. Levado doesn't mean you're a loner. No. Yaakov, levado doesn't mean you don't live with people. Levado doesn't mean you don't help people. Levado doesn't mean you don't let people help you. That's not what levado means. Levado is a certain level of a human being that arrived at this point that he is completely independent of the opinions of others completely he doesn't have any in any way influenced or affected by other people's comments or opinions which as you know is a very difficult thing to deal with when we hear people give us a comment or a look it already affect our behavior. We are very much affected by what people say and we're affected by what people think, and it adds up into our actions. We, we have no idea how much of what we do is directly or indirectly affected by the thoughts of the people around us. Now, Just to be clear, it is important to care about what people think. It's not like when people say, who cares what you think? That's also wrong. You're supposed to care what people think. If you don't care what people think, you don't learn from anybody. You're supposed to care when people get a little bit uncomfortable with what you did or what you said. You're supposed to care because it could very well be their reaction is going to help you. So to say, I don't care about people, it doesn't matter what anyone says, I'm my own person, who cares? That is wrong. In fact, Hazal tell us that if a person has good opinions of him in the physical world, people think good of him, it's a sign that Hashem thinks good of him too. So it is important to care about people's opinions. No question. Otherwise, you can't learn. If somebody's upset with you, or something that you did bothered bother them, you should go figure out why. It could be that what you can't see in yourself, they're able to see. Do not become a person who doesn't care about people's opinions. But there is a situation in life where a person cannot care about what other people think. Not in an angry way, not in a hateful way, but in a way because he is himself doing something good. When a person is doing something good in his life and there are people around that don't appreciate that, they'll start of course, mocking. It's very normal. Oh, You're a rabbi now. I didn't know that. What are you doing in shul? What happened to you? Oh, I never knew that you did this. Oh, you don't do that? Oh, wow. If you don't get these comments and looks, you're doing something wrong. It's a fact. Because always, good things that you do means you're usually elevating yourself above others and when you elevate yourself above others it's very very scary to the others around you it could be your mother it could be your father it could be your cousin it could be people that you're with all the time automatically when you raise yourself it's a it's an attack on others you don't mean to attack them but they feel attacked because now you're saying that you're good and basically, they're not doing it. That means they're not good. That's that's the message. There's a message that's being broadcast. Here you are with your friends, right? You never ate kosher. Never in your life did you eat kosher. That's not what you do. All of a sudden, you decide you're going kosher. That is an implied attack on your friends. It's straight to the hut. Now of course you don't say a word and you still respect them but your presence and your actions are screaming right at them. So automatically what people will do in situations when they feel attacked is they will attack back and they will start making comments. They'll call you all kinds of beautiful names. They'll say you're a rabbi and you get offended by that. Now that's not so nice to do that. Uh, but call you they call you a rabbi and you're like, why'd they say that to me? That's horrible. But that's what happens. Did it not? Did it I didn't think you were so religious. What? As for shalom. God forbid. That's so religious. Why are you saying that? Also you get like, what happened? And, And such comments that bother us. You have to know that to become a great person in life you need to have the midah of oz. Oz means that you know what you're doing, you know it's right, you know some people around you may be uncomfortable, you're sensitive to them to help them, but you are not going to be swayed because of people's opinions. You do what's right because it's right. And it doesn't matter that they're going to mock you. It doesn't matter. Again, when people mock you, it means that they're hurt. So my recommendation is to be sensitive to them. Not to say, oh, I don't care what you think. I'm not saying that either. Because that shows you care what they think. But when people are hurting, it's because something is hurting inside of them and they have to attack you. So be sensitive to them in the way that you can. But ultimately... You cannot become a great person in life unless you elevate yourself above people. There's no way to become great if you're going to act like everybody else. You need to elevate yourself. And just know part of elevation is you're going to get attacked. So if you're not getting attacked in life, it just means that you're not elevating yourself. That you're the same guy that you were when you were five years old. And you're not elevating and there's no reason to attack you. But any great person who wants to achieve in life needs to have this midah of oz. Oz means you're stubborn to do what's right. And you become an independent person. If you don't know how to become independent and everything you do, you're worried about people's opinions, you can never elevate yourself. That's such an unbelievable thing. So stubbornness is good and bad when you're stubborn to do bad things Gehinam when you're stubborn for the right thing it's called Hashem Azuz Hashem is stubborn in that way he will do what's right even against popular opinion by the way just as a side point it's good for people to know especially young people who suffer tremendously from this Harry spoke about self-esteem. A lack of self-esteem is because of this, or one causes the other. Bottom line is the person doesn't have their own strength to stand up to what's right. And it could be such simple decisions. The guy who starts smoking or taking drugs, he's not doing it because he wants to. He's doing it because of the surroundings. He doesn't have the strength to be independent. The greatness of a person is the ability to exist independently without caring about people's opinions. You know the story? Did I ever tell you a story with the, with the horse? I'll tell you a story with the horse. It's a good story. Jacob, you gotta love this story. story with the horse, there was a beautiful, beautiful horse that was owned by a man and his son. The father told the son, you know, the horse is costing us a lot of money. And we need to sell it. Let's go sell the horse. We'll take the money. We'll invest, we'll invest it in better things. It's a good idea. They live in a small town. They said we have to go into the town, to the city where they have the market. They have it on Mondays. We're going to go there to sell our horse. Son says, I agree, Dad. Let's go. They take the horse. The son, the, the, the boy, is sitting on the horse. His father is walking. After an hour of traveling, they sit down. They're resting. They hear two people behind them talking. They say, what? Where is the kibbutz Avvahim with these people? What kind of family is this? You ever see something more ridiculous in your life? The father's walking, and the kid's on the horse. You know what we, we, we would do for our parents? We would carry our parents on our back. We give our life for our parents. And this kid sitting on the horse, and his father's walking. I wish you. These guys, they hear the people behind them. They say, "Wow, this guy's right." Okay, so instead of the kid being on the horse. They put the father on the horse and the kids walking. They go for another hour, sit down to rest. They hear some guy talking to his friend behind him. Is he ever see? You know what par- our parents did for us? They, they were up all night to help us. They gave us everything they had. They gave us all their money, their energy. They put us on a pedestal. Look at this guy. He's sitting on the horse, the father, and his kid is suffering, walking in the street. What kind of family is this? What kind of upbringing is this? Where is the sacrifice for your children? They said, oh, wow. It's a good point. So what do they do? They both go on the horse. Now they're both on the horse. They go for another hour, take a break, they sit down, they hear a guy talking to his friend. Did you ever see such behemoth, such people, such cruelty? it the horse. No, they both have to sit on the horse. They can't have just one guy on the horse. They both have, they can't walk. Where's your feeling for the animal? the haim. You only care about yourself. What kind of family is this? What kind of people are these? So, one, this guy's right. How can we do that? So, you decide, neither one's going on the horse. They're just going to go walk, both of them. With the horse, walk. They walk for an hour with the horse. They sit down to take a break. They hear one guy tell his friend, I bet you can guess who's the Hamor (laughs) of him. Who is the Hamor at this story? (laughs) He says, you believe such people? They have have a horse and they're walking. Where where is the sechel on these people? Where did they leave their brand? What, What are we doing? We look, we look foolish. A walk and a They know what to do. All of a sudden, it's almost sunset. They finally got to the place. People in the market are watching. They can't believe their eyes. They cannot believe what they're looking at. They see two men carrying a horse. Now, that's a silly story. But if it didn't happen every day in our lives, I wouldn't say it. That's what happens to people all day long. Oh, I can't do this because, oh, that guy's up. I can't do that. So we end up suffering in life. We end up literally suffering, spiritually, physically. We end up suffering in life. We end up in AA. We end up in the wrong and the worst places in life. You know why? Because everybody, we have to listen to everybody's talk. What do they think of me? What do they think of me? What do they think of me? At the end of the day, you end up having to carry the horse in your life. It's a very painful life. Oz means you have the strength and it's not natural. It's in you, but it's not natural. The norm of a person is to be affected by everybody's opinions. But the reality of greatness is you have to have an Oz. You have to be stubborn for good. And by the way, what's so interesting about this subject, by the way, you should know, that if you open up Shulchan Aruch, Shulchan Aruch has four sections. In Shulchan Aruch, literally, there are thousands and thousands and thousands of halakhot. Endless halakhot. You could study Shohana you your whole life and you won't finish. That's how many al there are. If you open up to the first Halakhan Shohana Ruh, not the second, the first one, says that I'm over there, that a person needs to be careful in life not to weaken himself from those who mock him. If you're going to take people's comments too seriously, It's going to affect your behavior. Shohar says put down the book and put it back on the shelf. There's no reason to read it. There's no reason to read about greatness in life. There's no reason to teach somebody that drugs and alcohol aren't good for him if they're affected by the people around them. You're wasting your time. There's no reason to read Shohar Aruch if you don't have the strength to stand up to people's opinions. If you're a weak person that needs to be beloved by everybody externally then you're never gonna make it in life. Take Shohana Ruf and put it back on the shelf. There's no use for this book for you. Because in life, it's not enough to know what's good. You have to have Oz. You have to have the strength to do what's good and often the strength to do good is needed because there's always going to be people as you elevate yourself that are going to be attacking you which is part of light. That's the opening of shohan It's an unbelievable thing. That's how we open the halakhot of shohan a person must need must have this midah. What's unbelievably special about this Mida, unbelievably special, is that it's counterproductive. Like everything in life that's not real, it's fake. What's the reason why we need everybody's opinion to be warm about us? Because we like to feel popular, we like to feel accepted. That's the logic but in reality there's no more popular person than the person who's independent. There's no more respected person than the one who's independent. The one who's not independent is not really respected. He's called a follower. He's not somebody that people respect. I'm going to give you an example of the one person in history perhaps That had to fight this more than anybody else On a large scale His name was Abraham HaIvri, Abraham the Hebrew Hazal asked us why we called Hebrews Very interesting Why we called Hebrew Abraham HaIvri. Why is he called the Hebrew Hazal tell us to, it's a, This isn't our name In the essence of being a Jew That's what it is The word Eivri means he stood on one side of the river and the entire world was on the other side. When Abraham Avinu elevated himself, he was uniquely by himself at that point. Nobody everybody was serving idols. It was a different world. Abraham Avinu took on a new way. He was not popular at all. Everybody else was against him. And notice what happened. I ask you, who is the most popular human in the history of the world? Abraham Avinu. More than Moshe Rabbeinu. More than Yaakov Avinu. More than Yitzhat. Abraham, every religion in the world. Abraham is their father. The most popular man that ever lived was the man that went up against the entire world. So you should know it's not even true. Having Oz doesn't make you less popular, it actually makes you more popular. But you need to be strong when there's reason to be strong. That's called Oz. Oz means you have the strength to stand up when others don't appreciate it but you know you're doing the right thing. Again, you're sensitive to them because you want to help them, but at the end of the day, I'm not gonna live my life based on other people, because I'll never be able to live my life with success. The word Geburah, the word Geburah is different. Geburah describes a person who has the inner strength to fight their inner desires. Sometimes a person has a desire to steal, a desire to do something, to say something, a desire to do the wrong things in the wrong places. You need internal strength to fight yourself. You have to be able to fight yourself. So, Geburah is fighting within yourself and Oz is fighting the outside. It says, Hashem Azuz ve'gibor. He has the midah fighting the outside and the inside. Adonai gibor Milhaman. Gibor milhamah is a different kind of strength. Gibor milhamah is able, you're able to stand up to evil and fight it when need be. Sometimes it's a community and there's beautiful people in that community and then there's someone that's risking that beauty. It's risking the future of that beauty. Gibor Milhamah is a person who is willing to go to war even though it's not comfortable because Shalom is so much greater than Milhamah But when someone sees something that's destroying their family or destroying their community and they don't stand up to it because they don't like to they they don't like confrontation they don't like to fight which is normal they don't like mahlukat normal but sometimes in life you have to do it especially when you reach a certain level of responsibility. Sometimes there's no choice. You need to fight the milhama because if you don't get rid of that, you're hurting so many other people. People, of course, will comment, oh, this guy is doing this, the guy's that. But sometimes in life, you need to be a gibor milhama. It shouldn't be that often. It shouldn't be your life mission. But sometimes in life, when there's danger to the people around you, you need to be a gibor milhama. You need to be able to stand up and save all the people that you care for in their future. That's a different kind of gibura. So you need three types of gibura in life. You need to Adonai ve Vegibor Adonai Gibor Milhama. Three different aspects of strength. That have to be utilized in the right time, in the right way. Of course, each one of them, if they use the wrong way, destructive. But you gotta have them and use them appropriately. This is what happened with Pinhas. Number one, Pinhas had a lot of people talking against him. Because that's why it said he's Ben El Azar. Why do you have to mention he's Ben El azar Because El Azhar was married to the daughter of Yitro, who was an idol worshiper. So people were making fun of him. Oh, you, you know where your mother came from? Your grandpa was slaughtering to the idols. Now you're coming? We know where this is coming from. They were mocking him, that he was a product of the grandpa who served idols. He had a letzanut. Letzanut means people were mocking him. Oh, now you? The, you know who your grandpa is? Yeah, you're coming to do this? Torah says, Ben El Azar, Ben Aharon HaKohen. Aharon is Ohef Shalom, Verodev Shalom. Aharon's DNA is peace, is to love, to help people. This went against his nature. Ben Ahaz's nature is to love and to create togetherness. And now he's asked to fight his nature. He needed Oz to fight against the people. He needed Giburah to fight his nature. His nature is not violence, his nature is Aharon al-Kohen. Ben El Azar Ben Aharon. That's who he is. And he was a Gibur Milhama. He was willing to go and fight somebody else. In order to save the people that were going to be in danger. This is the beauty of Pinahaz. That's Pinahaz's greatness. Pinahaz's greatness is all these midot coming together. Hashem says, I am going to give him a berit of shalom. He brought shalom. He brought peace, even though he did an act of violence. But he brought peace. He brought people together. He brought Hashem together with the people. And that's what it takes in life, sometimes, to reach greatness. You need to be, Jesus, Jesus, you got to be strong. If Let me tell you something, if you tell me you don't have this problem, if you tell me nobody mocks you in life, then you got a real problem. I'm just telling you right now. If you tell me, no, I have this issue, nobody mocks me, nobody looks down at me, nobody makes fun of me. You got real issues, so you need this. You definitely need Giburah to fight your internal battles. And you need sometimes, hopefully not too often, sometimes you even need to be a Gibor Milchama. Shem should give you all tremendous siyata. This way, have a beautiful day.